Hi, you're listening to Bringing Up Big, Homeschooling the Large Family. I'm Maggie, homeschooling mom of 10. Thank you so much for being here. Today, I want to tell you the story of a pile of laundry. It's an ordinary pile of laundry, oozing its way out of various baskets in the corners of an ordinary laundry room, waiting for its journey to begin. Let's take a closer look. We've got clothes from seven or eight people here. A glance at the top layer reveals a peanut butter smeared shirt from a toddler, some crusty work jeans from a hard-working man, and a few pairs of shorts worn for five minutes by a picky 12-year-old girl. In the next layer, we find a few pieces of dog food and a rubber ducky nestled in amongst some towels. Today is the day, calls an energetic mother, who is the chief laundress in our story. Today, we will get all caught up on laundry. A few kids were sick last week, and then there was that basketball game, and boy, did she get behind. One of our baskets is empty, so we follow it around the house, watching as it fills with an astounding number of balled-up socks from under each bed, a couple of sheets which were tied together for a fort before they were stepped on with muddy shoes, and no less than ten pairs of yoga pants in various sizes. Spilling over, the basket is heaved back in the corner of the laundry room by a willing child. Whew! Is this everything? Everything calls the laundress to the house, because today all of the laundry will get done. Slowly, very slowly, we begin to see some order emerge. The clothes are sorted by color. A large pile of whites grows next to an even larger pile of colors, with a third smaller pile of abominably gross kitchen rags. At last the sorting is done. Oh no, the washer can't be loaded because it's still got a load in it from how many days ago? I dare you to smell it. Ugh, mildew. This has to be run through again. Let's hunt down some vinegar. Is the dryer also full? Yes, of course. It will need five or ten minutes to fluff the wrinkles out of its current load. A shrill buzz alerts us that it's done. One empty basket is filled with the dry clothes. Oh, don't you just love the smell of warm, clean laundry? A kid is commissioned to take that to the living room to be folded and sorted. After a successful switchover, let's continue to be creepy stalkers and watch how our laundress, who happens to be a homeschooling mom, goes about her day. A math lesson here, a diaper change there. It's time to switch laundry again. Two children are assigned the task. One loads the washer with perhaps not enough clothes, and certainly way too much soap while the other takes the dry clothes to the couch to join the first, unsorted, unfolded load. Why were these not folded? Our laundress asks. Shrugs, explanations of schoolwork, and sheepish smiles all around bring a sigh from the harried mother. Well, let's just read aloud while lunch heats up, shall we? A delighted toddler snuggles down in the warm laundry to enjoy some Beatrix Potter. Older children half-heartedly sort socks into questionable piles, interrupting the reading once or twice to announce that another sock has a hole. They are tossed far from the good socks. Another child has discovered that dryer sheets, when dropped from a high point, will float in such a whimson way. Soon the clothes are forgotten, as Peter Rabbit's shenanigans enrapture the young listeners. Our laundress is smiling, and we must smile along with her. Could anyone ever hope for a richer, more beautiful life? Buzz goes the dryer, and another switchover almost occurs, but in the nick of time, our laundress discovers a machine full of suds, and must deliver a short speech about how much soap is really necessary. 
She marks on the detergent lid with a permanent marker to avoid future overuse and runs an extra spin cycle. All of the laundry will be done today, she calls again cheerfully as another clean load makes its way to the couch. Oh dear, the toddler who has enjoyed macaroni and cheese for lunch has somehow escaped the high chair and is using one of the clean bath towels for cheesy hands and face. Children shriek and toss the towel to the hall while the toddler is whisked off for a bath and, oh thank goodness, a nap. Oh, now this is encouraging. The twelve-year-old has struck a deal with her mother. She will fold a whole basket of her younger sibling's clothes in exchange for some Minecraft time. She's quick and efficient. Soon, a colorful stack of t-shirts with Paw Patrol faces and rainbows peek from a basket. They're rather crispy, because no dryer sheet was added to this load. Giggles are enjoyed all around when it is discovered that hair will stand on end when rubbed with staticky clothing. Our laundress, mother, science teacher, offers a distracted explanation about how static electricity works, and wonders aloud if they ever finished the last portion of their science workbook. Her face has a rather stunned look as she slowly gazes around the room at the piles of clean laundry. Shoulders squared, she whisks the basket of folded clothes to the room where the toddler is napping and begins to sort. Clothes to be put away in this room later, when the sound of the squeaky closet door will not disturb the napper, and two other piles of clothes to be taken to other bedrooms. She takes the stacks to their owners and asks them to be put away. One boy does, but the other boy just puts his stack on his bed because he suddenly remembers other pressing matters. In between more math lessons, the ringing of the doorbell, and several children's squabbles, three more loads of laundry are done. Truly, these machines are modern marvels, so fast and so simple that even a child can operate them. Look, only a small pile remains in the laundry room. Perhaps we will reach our goal. Our tired mother decides she will do something simple in the instant pot for dinner because she is determined that these clothes get folded and put away. The children are gathered in the living room to help. By now, the toddler is awake and very, very willing to lend sorting services. The socks with holes are gathered from afar and placed back in the pile of other socks, and three dryer sheets are carefully smoothed over the top with tiny hands. A few socks, a dryer sheet. A few more socks, a dryer sheet. Super cute. Not at all helpful. Come on, everyone, Mother urges. It will be so nice to have this put away, won't it? Everyone grab your own clothes and fold them. But this is tricky. The eight-year-old has grown so much the past month that it is time to pass some clothes down. As the six-year-old is not quite ready for them, they should be put in storage. So, a new pile of hand-me-downs has begun. The twelve-year-old moans that she really, really likes these shorts, but they have a hole. No problem. The hole can be mended another day. Just set them, um, with the holy socks. Might as well darn the socks, too. Oh, here are two t-shirts that were worn to do a painting craft. What a shame. They can't be donated. Guess they will have to be thrown away. Just set them aside, too. Work halts when the six-year-old begins to cry that she does not want the chicken that is planned for dinner. She is excused to her room to cry. Mother, taking a deep breath, decides to turn on a movie so they can watch while they work. This helps. Well, it helps our chief laundress anyway. She makes good progress and is cheered by the sight of her growing stacks. Three for the children's rooms and one for hers. Towels and rags just sort of get kicked aside for now. 
and nobody's quite sure what to do with some winter sweaters that somehow ended up in the laundry. It's summertime, and nobody will wear them for months. She calls to the chicken dinner hater to please bring some hangers. The child emerges, wearing a skirt nobody's ever seen before. With a grin, she announces that she's found it in the bag of clothes the auntie just gave them. It is cute, but it does not fit her at all. Mother, who has shifted her body to use as a shield against the toddler so their stacks of clothes don't get knocked over, decides not to say anything for now. She will have to collect the skirt later, and put it away for next year, and go through the bag from Auntie to see what they can use. This is not your pile! This is my pile! protests the ten-year-old. Her sister shares a room with her, but their clothes are in separate dressers, so they can't get mixed up. Stop staring at the TV and pay attention, she chides. By the end of the episode, Mother is pleased with her work. All of her own clothes and her husband's are ready to be put away, except for her husband's dress shirts. Those will need a few more hangers. The child, who had been asked to bring them, is distracted by her new skirt, which is far too big. She thoughtfully inspects the sparkles and gives a twirl to see what it will do. It falls to the floor. She steps out of it and rushes off to get the hangers. There, sighs her laundress happily, gathering up everything that will go to her room. On the way, she kicks the discarded skirt and cheese-smeared towel to the side, calling for someone to please come get them. Only too happy to abandon her work, the eight-year-old snatches them up and dumps them in the remaining dirty clothes in the laundry room. Since the dryer only has a few minutes, she decides to do one last switchover. What a helpful girl! She dumps the new load in the living room, much to the dismay of the workers, and skips off to ask about dinner. Dinner! Our chief laundress, who also happens to be her head chef, has just finished filling her dresser drawers, but still did not have quite enough hangers for the shirts. They are draped carefully over a chair so that she can start some chicken in the Instant Pot and get right back to them. We are making some progress, praises Mother, but still not quite there. Let's finish up. The children all have tired, confused looks on their faces. There are so many piles. Oh dear, sighs the laundress. Here. Take these that are ready and put them away. Wait, why are these damp? Where did these damp things come from? The eight-year-old is distressed. I thought they were done, she cries. The four-year-old, who really has zero folding skills, is the only available person to take the damp clothes back to the dryer. His chest swelling with importance, he proudly pushes the basket to the laundry room. The clothes are dumped on the pile of dirty clothes that remained, and he sits on them, having found a long-lost Batman Lego. The instant pot beeps, and our chief laundress enlists the help of her twelve-year-old to make a salad. I'm almost done putting my clothes away, she protests. I just have to match all my socks. Mother assures her it's all right. She can just set the basket of socks on the floor there for a minute. Everyone is starving. Mom, here are the kitchen rags, offers a tearful little girl, embarrassed by the damp clothing incident and eager to make it up. Do you want me to fold them? Mother thanks her, perhaps a little more profusely than necessary, and tells her she can just pop them in the basket with the socks for later. A loud wail comes from the laundry room, and out streak the four-year-old and the toddler in a heated debate about the rightful ownership of the Batman Lego. Poor mother. Half of her brood is crying, all are hungry, and she's just narrowly saved someone's spelling work from getting splattered with dinner. She serves chicken onto plates as quickly as she can and looks around for the toddler. Oh, how precious. He really is such a happy little guy. He's forgotten about the Lego, and is in the basket of socks and kitchen rags. A layer of socks, a rag. A layer of socks, a rag. 
Well, it seems the goal will not be reached. The laundry will not all be done today. But it was not a bad day overall, was it? Big progress was made, and it could easily be finished up tonight when the children are all in bed. Our chief laundress, teacher, chef, is relieved when her husband comes home and they can all sit down to dinner together. Pajamas are fished from the clean piles in the living room, which causes a stack or two to topple, but no worries. And with a minimum of drama, the children are eventually put to bed. Now, our dear laundress happens to have married a particularly kind and helpful man. Noticing that his wife seems pretty frazzled, he says, Why don't you go take a minute? Go have a bath. I can straighten up out here. What a guy. Our laundress gratefully fetches her favorite novel and sinks into the bath. Meanwhile, our helpful dad has executed the laundry chore with lightning speed. Ten bath towels are folded and rested in a basket. Confusing collection is gathered from the corners where it's been scattered. The socks with holes, the clothes to be donated, the winter sweaters, the shorts with a hole, the shirts with the pant stains, and the mysterious little lasagna of socks layered with dryer sheets. Well, he could never hope to figure out whose socks are whose, so those are just set aside in their own basket. Into the trash go the dryer sheets. The rest is folded and neatly tucked into one giant basket. Why are there so many in here anyway? He takes them to the laundry room. But on the way, he sees the basket of clean rags. Wow, his crew really knocked out a lot of laundry today, didn't they? He pops the rags in their kitchen drawer, not noticing the stowaway socks. Dear husband runs the vacuum and straightens the couch cushions just in time for his wife to enter the room, glowing and refreshed from her bath. She's bearing two glasses of wine. We should leave them to enjoy their brief time together, since we all know it will be interrupted all too soon, and see if we can wrap up the loose ends of this laundry story. In the laundry room, where we began this morning, the mountain has indeed shrunk impressively. It is now comprised of only the remaining dirty clothes, the clean but damp clothes accidentally stashed there by the four-year-old, the skirt that fits nobody, and the cheese-smeared towel. Unfortunately, there is also the addition of a muddy shoe. The clean but damp clothes now need to be washed again. The washer and dryer both rest quietly after such a demanding day. The washer contains a load that will be mildew by morning, and the dryer has a load that will just need to be fluffed for a few minutes. In the girls' room, we find, oh, hooray, the 12-year-old has put away all of her clothes, except for her socks. She is unaware that her dad has accidentally put them in a kitchen drawer with the rags. Her sister's clothes are clean and folded, thankfully, but all mixed up in one basket in the living room. In the brother's room, we find an angelic face slumbering innocently under a pile of clothes he really did mean to put away earlier, but forgot. It's mostly unfolded now, and he's begun to slide to the floor. On the other muddy shoe, oops. On top of the dresser, there's also the stack of folded clothes that Mother brought in earlier, but could not put away because of the napping toddler. Dad will be happy to find most of his clothes put away, though he won't know what to make of two of his dress shirts which are wadded up on a chair. The four-year-old, who's afraid of his own bedroom at night, has fallen asleep in the chair on the shirts. It's pretty cute. Well, I feel a little twinge of pity for our dear laundress, don't you? Because we know how this tale ends. It doesn't. The cycle just keeps going round and round. Gather dirty clothes with a few clean ones mixed in. Wash, dry, move to a sorting area, wash, dry, move to various rooms, collect, wash, dry, etc., etc. To be sure, we can't pity her too much. After all, her washer and dryer are really modern miracles, and her family really wants to be helpful. When she stops to look around her, 
the mother in our story just bursts with gratitude. She has so many healthy children to love, and they are just swimming in wonderful clothes. Why, today, she even enjoyed a little impromptu hanger counting lesson with her six-year-olds. Not everyone gets to teach math while hanging laundry. I know my listeners can identify with some or all of this crazy cycle. With ten kids, I have found laundry to be absolutely overwhelming at times. I've certainly tried every little tip and trick out there. I've read every large family blog and book I could find, asked other moms of many, and implemented countless different systems for managing laundry in my house. I have bought color-coded baskets to make it easier to sort by child, used those rolling sorters with the three separate bins for allegedly easy sorting, and created detailed charts about which person washes how many loads on which day. I have watched videos with my children on the fastest methods for folding a t-shirt, and adopted KonMari methods for minimizing and storing clothes. I've used a permanent marker to mark on the machines exactly which settings to use, so that even a small child on a stool could start a load. Every time I began to feel like we were getting into a good groove, we would move, or I would have a baby, or an older child would grow up and move out, taking her laundry skills with her. In one house, I was particularly blessed to have two washers and two dryers. Oh, those were some happy laundry days. Though, as I'm sure all of my listeners will agree, it's not the washing and drying that are difficult, it's the sorting. The endless, confusing, time and energy intensive sorting. The shuffling of the piles from one room to another to be forgotten or half finished. So, now I just don't do any of that. Let me share with you the absolute best laundry decision I've ever made. I moved all of our clothes to one room and I entirely took over the laundry myself. This isn't a new concept. The Duggars have a clothes room for their 40 people or however many are in their family now, and many other large families have embraced the clothes room or family closet idea, and most agree that it's an efficient, nearly stress-free way to handle the laundry mountains in a large family. Here's why this works so well for me. Aside from the random item here and there, all of the clothing for our family is in one place, and I know exactly what's going on with all of it because I'm the only one who handles it. The closets in our bedrooms are now free for other things, like books and special knickknacks, or old gross banana peels and bizarre collections of junk, or recording podcasts. Clothing is either on a person's body, or in the wash, or in the clothes room, with very few exceptions. Obviously, I still have to gather random items like towels and clothes that kids took off in the bathroom, or clothes the toddler stripped off outside because she just wanted to be naked, but this can be accomplished in just a few minutes. Our current house has four bedrooms, so we are able to use one for our clothes. It's a smallish room, and here's how I have it set up. I have three of those rolling garment racks, which I bought off a friend who had used them in a yard sale. These, and the rod in the closet, hold all of the hanging clothes for the oldest members. There's also one medium-sized dresser with large drawers that have built-in dividers. These are important. I wouldn't use this dresser if it didn't have the dividers. This is used for all of mine and my husband's socks, underwear, and pajamas. When I'm putting away clothes, I open both drawers wide so I can toss things in. Tossing from where I stand is important. This is why, other than the one dresser, I only use open bins and baskets, not drawers. I never sort or pair socks. Two older boys share socks, and two little boys, and two teen girls, so they share bins. The same for underwear. 
I asked my team daughters if they cared that the bras and underwear were visible to the room, and they did, so I made sure that their bins are up high and not see-through. The top of my dresser is used as a changing table and has a basket with diapers and wipes. The toddler's socks fit in a small top drawer, and all of her clothes are off to the side in one bin, folded KonMari style. If she has more clothes than fit in the bin, I give some away. Below is a unit of two stackable bins, and these are used for the four-year-old's shirts on top and pants on the bottom. For my husband's clothes, which don't hang well, such as bulky sweatshirts and work jeans, I have a tall shelf. His clothes are also folded KonMari style. If you're not familiar with Marie Kondo's method of folding clothes, I invite you to check it out on YouTube. Admittedly, I do not spend excessive time gently smoothing and communing with our clothes, but I do very much like the compact way that things get stored, vertically, with the folded side out. This allows the person to see exactly which items they have and be able to remove them without disturbing the other clothes. My husband's gym shorts refuse to comply with the Kunmari method, however, because they're all that slippery fabric, so I roll those instead and stack them on the shelves. On the top of this shelf is a huge hard shell suitcase. It usually stores out of season clothes, and sometimes I hide chocolate up there. The most important item in the room is a large art table with a built-in shelf underneath. This is where I sort and fold clothes, and it really makes the process incredibly simple. There's always a huge pile of clean clothes on it, which I work on throughout the day. Dirty clothes are stored in the closet, from which the doors have been removed. One really huge bin holds colored clothes, and a smaller bin holds whites. A third, smaller collection of kitchen rags usually sits in there too, though we're supposed to be using a bin in the laundry room for those. Within tossing distance is a bin for random junk that ends up in the room, like toys and books and a bin for laundry items that are not clothes, to be stored around the house. These would be things like kitchen rags and sheets and towels. I've considered altering my setup so all of those things are stored in the room, but it wouldn't make much sense. I do want kitchen rags in the kitchen, and sheets and towels near where they will be used. The best I can do is to try to wash those things by themselves so I can sort them fast. I keep a large bin or sturdy bag propped open for clothes I plan to donate. Really don't like continually washing and sorting clothes which literally nobody in my house actually wears. So the faster I can get them out of circulation, the better. As for clothes that are out of season or which a child hasn't grown into yet, I just toss those up on the deep closet shelf. Every couple weeks I stand in a chair and pull it all down and sort through. But for the day-to-day -day routine to work well, I just want them out of reach and out of sight. When we are given a bag of hand-me-downs, which happens a lot because I'm so blessed with so many generous friends, I try to sort through them the same day and immediately remove things I'm certain will not work. A few other very important items that I keep on my sorting table really make management of this room so much easier. One is a small basket to collect used dryer sheets. Did you know they can be reused once and they work great? I'm not a terribly frugal person, but this gives me a small sense of satisfaction. I keep a trash can for diapers and for socks with holes. I do not darn socks. I don't know how, and socks are cheap. Another important item is a pair of scissors. When I encounter a piece of clothing that has been irreparably stained or torn, I don't mourn over it for one second. I immediately reach for the scissors and hack it in half. If it was cotton and would make a good rag, it goes in the rag bin. Every morning, one of the very first things I do is start a load. 
Since we have an additional washer outside, I will sometimes start too, but this is not as helpful as you might think, since this house doesn't have a place for us to hook up a second dryer. Here's my pro tip number two. If you have the chance to get an extra appliance, make it an extra dryer. They take twice as long to run as washers. Anyway, if I do start an outside load, I make sure it has all the stuff that can be hung outside on a clothesline we have strung on the patio. So things like sheets and towels that are big, not tedious to hang, and which can be wrinkled without anyone really caring. If my routine is running really smoothly in the morning, I'll be able to switch over laundry again at least once before our homeschool days begin. The finished pile gets tossed on the big table and left. I'm not worried about it wrinkling because I know I will get to it before it really has a chance. Three times per day, after every meal, my kids are cleaning in a signed zone and this is the time that I start a new load, then go to the clothes room and fold and hang. I really cherish this time. When I realized that I had to take over all the laundry by myself, I rather dreaded the work. I actually found myself repenting of a nasty attitude and had to pray for contentment, thinking that I would be overwhelmed and resentful. But after a few days, I looked around me and realized I had been given a gift. Here was a quiet, peaceful little spot in which I could do a cathartic, decision-free task all by myself, basking in the smell of clean laundry. I can honestly say I love doing the laundry. I just turn on a podcast or audiobook and fold away. I can usually put away two loads in 15 minutes. If the podcast is really good, I'll try to spend a little longer in the room by moving everything to sweep. The rolling clothing racks and table on wheels really make this easy. People often ask if we get dressed in the clothes room, and we do not. I made it clear that this was not a place to expect privacy. Each person just grabs the clothes they want for the day and takes them to the bathroom. Now, little ones need help, so they usually do get dressed in the clothes room since they aren't yet concerned with privacy. Another question I'm asked is why I don't allow the kids or husband to help me. Well, sometimes they do. The kids are always asking for jobs to earn computer time, so I will have them switch over a load. But this can be risky business with an untrained child, as our story illustrated, so I make sure it's an able child. Occasionally, a teen or older kid will really want to wash a particular item, so they'll ask if they can start a load. And if it doesn't mess up my routine, I'll allow it. Rarely, very rarely, I will know that I have such a busy day planned that I won't have much time for folding. So I will offer computer time to a child to simply lay flat all the clothes on the table. This doesn't accomplish much other than keeping them from wrinkling before I can get to them. I'm not worried about my kids learning how to do laundry. Everyone does get plenty of chances to learn how it's done, and I often explain as they go along. It's not rocket science. As far as learning diligence and doing laundry, that is another matter. When I know a young adult is likely to leave the house soon, I will have them take over their own laundry for a while so they can get in the rhythm. If my husband offers to help, I'll quickly intercept and ask if there's something specific that he needs washed. Remember the kind, helpful guy in the story? That's my husband. One time he saw that I was overwhelmed, so he spent a whole Saturday doing laundry. It was an act of pure love. He took every single bin, the bins of clothes to give away, the bins of clean rags waiting to be put away, the bins of out-of-season clothes waiting to be stored, and he washed every single thing. It took me hours to get it all sorted again. I gave him a big hug and begged him not to help me again. It would be like me going to his workshop and trying to sort all his tools, you know? Okay, just a few more points of interest. Do I make my own laundry soap? No. 
I did try once. I was stuck with a five-gallon bucket of disgusting glop that didn't get her clothes clean, and I think I saved two dollars. And yes, I use dryer sheets. I know they have chemicals, but I live in the desert where static electricity is a plague, and dryer balls don't work for me because I have little boys to take off with them. Do I iron clothes? No, not for many years. But now that my husband has begun a position that requires fancy corporate clothes, I should probably purchase a new ironing board and iron and set myself up to make it quick and easy in the clothes room. How exactly do I store clothes for my kids to grow into? The short answer is that I store very little. We're given so many clothes and make so many trips to the thrift store on half off day that I don't feel pressured to have a lot on hand. I will save a very few nice items and very few sentimental items like baby clothes. The baby clothes all fit in one box and the out of season things or things for kids to grow into are stored in those giant clear plastic bags or clear bins. I like to be able to see what is in them at a glance. In general, we have a minimalist approach to clothes. If you're <clears throat> really feeling overwhelmed by yours, I suggest you follow the KonMari method to purge in one fell swoop, then set yourself up to maintain the system with a constant, easily accessible giveaway bin. Uh, so about our washer, people are often asking what kind of washer we have. Uh, after burning out the motors of too many washers to count, I finally did some research and bought my beloved Speed Queen. This beast, is a laundromat grade washer with a 10 year warranty on the motor and it runs a load very fast. I like that it is a top loader with an agitator. I had a front loader once but our clothes always smelled and my kids couldn't figure out the buttons. In our cloth diaper days I really missed the agitator so I'm now a fully converted fan of Speed Queens. You may be totally sold on the idea of a clothes room but wondering how you could possibly pull it off. Maybe you really can't sacrifice a whole bedroom. Some families have really come up with creative ways to consolidate their clothing. I saw one large family who sectioned off part of their garage, since that is where the washer and dryer were. Others sacrificed large kitchen pantries that are near the laundry, or use curtains and other wall dividers to create the space they need. Maybe you don't think you can get all of the family's clothes into one room, but you think you could get at least partway consolidated. If your home has a few of those large walk-in closets, figure out how you can consolidate into just two rooms, or even a room in a nearby linen closet. Could you use a tall bookshelf next to a closet, saving yourself some walking? Think outside the box. In your mind, walk through what the routine would look like for you. If it involves a lot of extra sorting and shuffling, keep mulling it over until you come up with something. Dear mother, teacher, chef, laundress, this is the good life. Simplify where you can, give thanks in all circumstances, and remember to hug those beloved people who keep getting so many clothes dirty. Happy laundering!